Say What? Say What Radio Show. With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. Sorry about that. The mouse took off on me and played it again. Hello there, everybody. It's June 10th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. This is was Say What Show. With me is Dolly Howard and Walt Silva and Jan Shaw. And I'm going to, I hope, well, Dolly's got herself muted. Let me go over. Yeah, okay. I know that uh, hopefully we're live and Dolly's here. Dolly, are you here? Yes, I'm here. Thanks, Jan. That was very good information. I always enjoy your show. Thank you, Dolly. I appreciate that. I'm glad uh, that you're in England safely. and (laughs) Send them good wishes for uh, Keisha. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, as long as Jan's... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say hi, So anyway, uh, how do (laughs) y'all... I was enjoying Jan's show. <laughs> I'm done. Okay, Jan, you want to say hi to everybody? Hi, everybody. From a very dark, late night in the UK, I'm still getting used to having to work with the US time zones from here now. And uh, yeah, because now I'm... you're five minutes, five minutes, five hours ahead of us <laughs> instead of two to three hours behind us. I know, I know. It's, you give uh, yourself a nice uh, uh, re- sleep so that at least you're like rested for uh, this show. I did have a nap earlier. Yes, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> so hopefully you won't hear me snoring before the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm sure. I'm sure the lively conversation will keep me awake. So there you go. <laughs> and then, uh, as long as is we've only got one left we'll let walt say hi <laughs> oh hi nancy hi hi guys hi dolly hi uh, janet it's a pleasure to have you back so it, very nice uh, i'm sure you're gonna you know you're you're so full of information it's it's wonderful well thank so, you that's very thank sweet walt. Here. <laughs> thank you i appreciate that and, and i did tell mona that she was welcome to come on if she felt like it because she's you know normally on and um but i did say to her but you know when jan's on we don't have to talk (laughs) (laughs) yes it's it's the universally known as the janet show (laughs) yeah i mean it's like a fountain of information you know i think i know a lot about things but then she starts talking and i'm going like well i didn't know that Well, thank you. That's very sweet of you to say so. (laughs) I must say, I am a bit of an information junkie, but there you go. But it's great because actually, um, you know, as Nancy knows, because we've spoken, I've had a a major um, culture shock coming back. And it's now been, what, 23rd, 24th I got here. So probably, what, coming up to three weeks, I suppose. But it's like, why am I here? You know, what am I doing here? And I 
all all the synchronicities that happened in terms of when I decided to come back, everything fell into place. I knew that I was meant to come, but it was like, okay, so what's the mission? Because ever since I left the UK for the US, I've been sent on different missions, you know, the Festival of Enlightenment and then the work I did at the ranch with the horses and that whole um, very dark place and, and so on and so forth. It's like, okay, so you want me to come over here? I can't say I'm exactly, you know, people were saying, oh, are you all excited to go back? And it's like, no. <laughs> it was like, okay, so you're telling me I've got to go back. What the hell am I supposed to be doing here? And, you know, it, it was interesting because from a family point of view, we're in this, I'm in this kind of vortex of uncertainty. There's so much change going on in the family as well. So from an energy point of view, that was challenging. And, you know, actually, you know, Keisha having to do the journey as well, you know, she had to be, um, flown out of LA so I had to have a taken from L- from Phoenix to LA and LA on an 11 hour flight to to Heathrow and then from Heathrow to my brother's house where I'm staying in the Midlands you know and she and I are so bonded she was really upset when she was put in a crate to be taken away from me at Phoenix, even though I'd talked to her about everything that was going to happen. And um, they took her collar off because she couldn't travel with a collar. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, what if they stop and she gets out of the crate and she's got no collar? And, I mean, the whole thing was such, <laughs> I have to say, so stressful for both of us, you know. As it happened, it all worked out perfectly. But then I land and I'm just like a fish out of water. It's it's just, um, and I said in um, maybe it's not the same England that you left. Well, it's not just that. I mean, it is in a way because where I am, it's a very small town. Um, You're not kind of. I mean, although I'm aware of all the the crap that's happened here which is very much on the same playbook as the US I'm not in an area where it's it's evident that that's the case I mean people is people are walking around as if they're totally not aware of any of this so it's not that it's just I'd got into the you know I'd got to the point where the USA felt like home mm. You know, did, did most and, of your did most or all of your family survive this pandemic or that's. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but it was like, why am I here? Because I'm kind of feeling and I think there was an element of grief at leaving the US because it's like this has felt like home. I was there for 13 years and. Um, but I I thought, OK, well. I'm being gu- I've been guided to be here. I've no idea what my mission is. I'm just going to have to settle in. And I have started to feel more um you know more at home, more relaxed about it. I'm 
you know, I'm a long way from being settled. I've got to figure out where I'm going to live. I've got to figure Did out I... <laughs> all sorts of things, you know. I, I, I just realized something. I need to ask you this question. When you went back, did it did uh, you feel like you went back in time? Because in the first time we left, we were in New York for five years. When we went back to Argentina, it felt like we were in a time capsule that <laughs> we had ended up in the in the times of the cowboys and Indians. It felt like we were so. I I I looked around with my, my mother and my my father. The three of us were so. Uh, out of place because it's like, why is everyone so backwards, so primitive? <laughs> oh my God, get me out of here! <laughs> it's like, I mean, we were only gone for five years, for heaven's sake. <laughs> I don't know if you had something like that happen to you. Well, yeah, and it's like, oh my God, these English accents. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's just, it's just so weird, you know. And so when I hear an American accent, it's like, oh, gosh, home, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, where I am, you know, it's a lovely house that I'm staying in with my brother. Although it's it's sold, we're going to all have to move again at the end of the month. And um, I'm still figuring out where I want to settle and what I'm meant to be doing. And, uh You know, we've got a lovely huge park right behind the house, which is great for walking Keisha. And and it's interesting because most of the people that walk the dogs there, they all walk them off a lead, which is unusual <laughs> compared with, well, certainly the places I've been in the U.S. other than, you know, designated dog parks. So, you know, Keisha's enjoying that she can we take a long walk and she can go around and sniff and meet other dogs and everything and as I say it's like it's almost like you're in this bubble which is completely um detached from all the stuff that we know about it's it's like a whole different atmosphere you know but the interesting thing is what I have discovered <clears throat> so Here in the house, I've got, um, you know, it's my brother's house. He and his wife are here, although they're getting divorced, which is a major thing. Um, but also his wife's son and, and, and wife are staying here because um, they've moved from India to here <laughs> and they have to look for a place to live and he's looking for a job and blah 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 but the interesting thing is they well certainly the son has turned out to be very awake and he's even aware of the dark web and it's like okay we're having some really interesting conversations and I put a post on Facebook the other night to say <laughs> we were sitting around the table I think it was last Sunday actually we're having dinner And, I, oh, no, it was afterwards. We were playing dominoes. That was it. After dinner, we played dominoes. And I were talking about, and I can't remember why it came up, what, were the, what was the country with the greatest casualties in World War II? And we were, we were saying, oh, it was Russia. And he was saying, no, actually, China. And we're all kind of debating on this. And then um, – 
I said, well, actually, the um, Pearl Harbor was a false flag. Did you know that? And I said, and you also need to look up Operation Paperclip. <laughs> and my brother says, okay, so this is the uh, official family conspiracy theorist here. <laughs> so, but honestly, we've had some really interesting conversations and his wife I had a long conversation with her this morning as well, talking about the transgender agenda and everything. So, you know, perhaps, you know, that's one of the things I'm doing here is encouraging them particularly to, you know, go further down the rabbit hole with these things. And, you know, there's always a reason behind everything. So I'm just open to whatever happens from now, you know, which, which, um, direction am I going in but interesting I'd been asking the question of the universe okay where am I supposed to settle because I was thinking oh maybe I could go to the coast you know and be near the beach and things and but there was nothing again that really no I'm not sure about that because I don't know anybody there and then I suddenly thought maybe I need to go to my old stomping grounds which is Leicestershire in the East Midlands and one of the things that I've thought about is that now I'm here and I'm a citizen, I can get more actively involved in the politics, which I wasn't able to do in the US, not being a citizen there, despite all the stuff I'm you know, reporting on in the radio show. And one of the people that that has been standing out for me is a guy called Andrew Bridgen, who's an MP who was the one person who was holding these clinics in Parliament about the vaccine injured. And they had, you know, he'd invited people who had had vaccine injuries to this kind of clinic. I think only about two other MPs showed up for it. And then he actually made a speech in Parliament in the House of Commons about it. And it resulted in him getting thrown out of the Conservative Party. Isn't that nice? Um, and his constituency is very close to where I used to live in the East Midlands. And I'm thinking, well, maybe I should be going back there because it's familiar territory. And, you know, this guy is the one that's standing out in terms of speaking up against the COVID vaccine and everything. So be interesting to see how it plays out, really. But that's at the moment where I'm considering is a place to settle down. And, you know, I'm going to be close still to family and so on. So we'll see. Hey, Walt, but, uh, Walt, do you think that maybe we got a situation here where, you know, down the pike she'll get involved in this political thing and end up being the... Uh, what do they call you over there, the head of the British Empire? Another Martha, Mark, <laughs> Margaret Thatcher. A prime minister, you mean? Prime minister, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not so sure about that, but you never know. <laughs> that would be fun. We could say we knew. We know the pop. We knew her when. <laughs> we know her secrets. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Don't blackmail me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, oh, Lord. that's the problem that they have with you. They, they have nothing to blackmail you with. No. <laughs> well, you hope not. <laughs> they can always make it up. 
Well, exactly. Oh. I mean, they they don't stop at anything, do they? Not really. Dolly, did you have something on a list? Did you have a list there? Yes, I do have a list. Oh, I, I didn't think I'd get to it. Let, let me let me say something about what Jan said about Biden and that weird uh, photograph where his, his, he has this wrinkled, wrinkled head. You know which one I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I didn't see the... But he always has wrinkles somewhere. Well... Yeah. When I saw that, it was, a, it? it was a close-up of these wrinkles that didn't look normal. It was one of those, and, and you think he doesn't have a mask, and, and, you know, I mean, you look at it and you go, that's not normal. But oddly enough, they sh- were showing um, his statement to the Council of uh, Foreign Affairs, I think it was, when, he, correct me if I'm wrong, Jan, when he said that, yeah, I was going to give a, million, a billion dollars to the Ukraine, but only if they fired the uh, the attorney general that was trying to uh, go after the same company that Hunter was at. I was familiar yeah. with that. Right. And that. It's the Council of Foreign Relations. Right. It's one of the deep state organizations, similar to the WEF and and the Tavistock Institute and all of that same, um, you know, cabal. So. Well, but oddly enough, in that video that I'd seen many times, but normally it was a, uh, they've enhanced it. You, that's where it looks like the wrinkled picture came from, because back then, which was what. Gosh, when the heck was that thing that he he was talking about? Do you remember the date? I think it must have been 2016 because it was before Trump right. was elected. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but but that to me it looked. I mean it was it looked the same. I said, my God, that that comes from 20 before 2016. You know, and it was like, how long has this mask been on this dude? Or maybe many, maybe he's done so much many years. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe he's done so much Botox that it's not a mask at all. He's just full of, you know. Maybe that's why he seems to be not quite sane. <laughs> you know, he's got Botox brain. It, it was weird, but it was yeah. I saw it in, the, in that, uh, and you know, it was on it was on the networks, so it was blown up. I could really see it on the television. I should have pulled the the. I'm t- I'm I'm trying to get myself trained. <coughs> excuse me to pull the the camera out on the phone when I see things on the television. Why don't they keep putting these masks on different players? It's never the same player. Well, according to a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, and I mean there are different looking uh, Bidens. Um, I mean, I would have to pull it up again, but I think the the Biden that we saw in that video was the old Biden. Um, I don't know. I'd have to pull it up and look at it again. Although, actually, I'm looking at a shot of him there, and he is looking similar to the the new one. So that's interesting. I hadn't noticed that. I think you're right. I think it's it's not the original Biden. And, you know, we've heard that he was taken out some time ago, but quite how far back. Of course, the White House had been working on this way before Trump got um, inaugurated. So nothing surprises me anymore. It's like, <laughs> you know, whatever next. 
It's not been the real Biden since before the elections, even. Supposed elections. Mm. Before that fiasco. And sometimes I wondered, do they keep the masks around and use it on the different people? And then it fits different, so the wrinkles are in the different spots. I would have thought they'd have to have different masks because how are you going to exchange? It's like, oh, take yours off. I've got to put it on now. I don't think that's going to happen. Do you (laughs) think somebody would live in a mask that had been used by somebody else? (laughs) That's another thought I had. Why would they do that? Because I wouldn't put on a mask like that that someone else wore. All their crap in the mask. It's disgusting. Oh, that's a thought. That's a thought. Dolly taking the mask of Biden and becoming Biden. Now, what would that be? (laughs) (laughs) Off with her heads. (laughs) You'd have fun with that one, Dolly. Oh, man. A lot of people would be losing their heads on that guillotine that Como made. (laughs) Maybe they invented so many drugs and so many. They have a. The technology where you you take a pill and it, it automatically changes your face to whatever uh, mold it is. So it's like it don't let's say it only run, runs for uh, 24 hours or is it 12 hours, and you have to take another pill. So you have to watch out if that you, that the time doesn't run out because then your face will go back to normal and people will realize that you're a plant. Is that like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Exactly. <laughs> You yeah. guys invented it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Of course. You know, we're way ahead of the, the trend. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, um, I mean, it, it's bizarre. The more you go down the rabbit hole, the more you realize that the, the reality is nothing like we've been told it is. You know, it's just completely different. Well, it's a it's a theater play. I mean, if any, if anything, if this uh, scandemic and whatever everything else has taught us is that we're not living in a real reality anymore. It's just a big theater play been put in were in in action since what two three hundred years by the cabal, and that's what it is. There's nothing real. Because yes, it, the Truman it, Show. <laughs> yeah, if everything becomes real, then the the game is over, and the cabal needs to maintain the illusion of reality, so everything is fake. And that's why they're panicking because people are waking up to the fact that they've been lied to, um, you know, literally for for thousands of years, for millennia. So. Um, this is why they're so desperate. They're doing such stupid things, basically. So they don't function well under pressure? No. <laughs> <laughs> not not under this kind of pressure because, you know, they've been swanning along, you know, for so long and all these, you know, all these sheep are so stupid and we can do whatever we like and everything else. And suddenly, you know, the the tables are turning and they can't handle it. So it's uh, 
desperation has looks like a, not an opportunity for uh, somebody looking to change jobs to become a, a cabal consultant so you actually <laughs> advise them how to do how to do things correctly <laughs> <laughs> it, may, it may be like you said at one point Walt that I think it was you um, that the they're following the the book that they've always used, but there's no leadership anymore. They've all been taken out. It's yeah, I heard that the the first time that uh, came for uh, I heard that was when the news was out that uh, we got it from uh, Matthew Ward and also from Michael Sala said the same thing that uh, they had successfully gotten out from the planet all the. Uh, all the alien, uh, oh, also uh, Alex Collier said it the same also, is that they had successfully gotten out of the planet all these uh, uh, regressive, all these uh, negative alien forces, the, um, the reptilians, all the people that were using their uh, advanced technology to get their, their, you know, to get their things done when, well, those guys got kicked out. So the only thing left on the planet is all, all the people that are screwed up royally, but they turn out to be human. And that's what they're what we're fighting with, is that these people, they only knew how to take orders. They didn't know what was the real plan. They didn't know what was behind their... No, all they knew is, okay, what do I do next? What do I do next? What do you want me to do? Where should I go? What do I do? And it's like, yeah, guys... <laughs> the boss is gone, and you are the boss. No, that that's not right. It's never, it's never, it's never that way. Somebody has to give the orders. <laughs> and I cool. think also because of the conditions in which they were coerced into that role, you know, if they didn't comply, the consequences were horrific for these people. Because of course, you know, they'd all been. Um, uh, blackmailed into these roles or put into these roles through all this satanic stuff that which completely cripples you it makes you incapable of making decisions because you're so afraid of the repercussions if you do the wrong thing wasn't you know, that one of the functions of the mk ultra group oh absolutely yeah yeah and you know, if if they've been under the control of the MK Ultra programming with all these different alters, which one is in control at any time? Because it's down to the controllers to trigger the um, kind of the presentation of a particular alter in a particular situation. So you know, there's there's no a possibility of any kind of autonomy at all in that situation, in my so opinion. Free will is just a fanciful concept. It's not a reality of any of any sort, because you're and, you're it's, you're some there are layers, deep layers of conditioning and control. So where are you? Where is the real you? You if will own nothing. You. you will own nothing <laughs> and be happy. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, if you look at the people who have not been through MK Ultra but are still conditioned by the propaganda, then you again seeing a you know seeing personalities that 
all they can do is follow what they're instructed to do. You know, put on your mask. I mean, this latest thing, it came out this evening that the White House has now said, you know, you've got to, if you're not vaccinated and you come into the White House, you've got to wear a mask, you've got to social distance, you've got to blah, blah, blah. And everybody's saying, what on earth is going on here? And yet there'll be, there are people still out there wearing masks, for God's sake, you know? I haven't seen any here, actually, I must say, but I haven't been out of the village, really. I, um but I mean, before you, I left the US, there were people still going around the the you know the grocery stores and things wearing masks. Jan, do, like, do you what do you, the you hell? do you have that? Um, I think it was a Telegram post that you read to me earlier. Mm, yes, I do. I, I thought I that know. was brilliant. Let me find it. Yeah. Um, just give me a second. It 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 it, it presented. Uh, a real kind of overview of <laughs> the insanity that we're in. It was very well done, so I'm hoping she can find it fairly rapidly. No, that's not it. Hang on a sec. Uh-oh. We're going to hang on. It's all right. I'll, I'll find it. You talk amongst yourselves while I find it. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> I'll, I'll give you a topic. <laughs> like Kathy Richmond, you would say. <laughs> Richmond was actually my mother's maiden name. It originates from France, actually. Oh, huh. yeah. So I've got it. Sorry, I've got it saved in. Uh, I think this is it. I've got it saved in my email. I think. Oh, here we are. And it was actually from Brandon Stracker, who's. Uh, who founded Turning Point USA, I think it was. And um, he's replying to a tweet. This is on Twitter. Apply he's replying to a tweet by Josh Gray. And Josh Gray says, my dad, who is with a political party, just posted this. So the voters can't be trusted. The poll workers can't be trusted. The voting machines can't be trusted. The media can't be trusted. Bill Barr can't be trusted. The guy who was in charge of election security can't be trusted. The lower courts can't be trusted. The appellate courts can't be trusted. And the Supreme Court can't be trusted. But Donald Trump can be trusted. Roll that around in your head for about three minutes and you'll realize how incredibly mind-bogglingly stupid that sounds. So Brandon Stracker replied, here's the deal. We've watched you all on the left go insane for seven years. There's literally no bridge you wouldn't jump off in the name of Trump hatred. Hell, I was right there with you at first. But the thing is, I got out of it and you guys didn't. And it festered and festered and grew and grew and metastasized in all of you for seven years until it robbed you of all ability to see the world around you rationally, logically and soundly. And then sadly, you all lost your humanity and your compassion to this irrational hatred of Donald Trump and his supporters. We've seen with our own eyes time and time again that there is nothing you wouldn't do to destroy this man. And you lost your souls in this pursuit. So, yes, we can recognize how insane it sounds to say we trust Donald Trump and we don't trust any of you. 
but we don't trust any of you because we've watched your emotional stability and your ability to reason unravel before our eyes. We've watched your hate devour you like a cancer and destroy any kindness and good judgment you once possessed. We watched a man lead our country better than anybody else has in our lifetimes and stand up and fight against the establishment for all of us. And we watched you lie about everything he did and tear our country apart. We watched your anger and bitterness and acrimony spread like a virus everywhere into our school systems, our courts, our law enforcement agencies, our election systems. Your malignant rage and malevolence was airborne. It went everywhere and knew no boundaries. No, we don't trust you because you're not worthy of trust. You've behaved reprehensibly for seven years. You've treated good people like trash. You've harmed our nation in ways we will likely never recover from. You have lied. And yes, you have cheated and you have stolen. No, we don't trust you. And I doubt we ever will. Who's he? I'm sorry to ask a question. Who's he addressing this to? This is in response to that earlier tweet from somebody saying, you know, you conservatives, you MAGA people are saying we don't trust this. We don't trust that. But you still trust Donald Trump. Oh, OK. Thank yeah. You, thank you. Yeah. Well, the, don't you think uh, at some point that Donald Trump is just a. Uh, It gives them a, a target. Something is like having a, an, a what do you call it? A crash dummy. Okay, you give them this is the this is the blank. This is the the, the target that you attack, and you keep them busy that way. You don't see what they're really doing because everyone's too busy hating this one particular character. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like you know the the. It is like an avatar for them to focus on to direct all their attention to which um, it's another form of distraction, isn't it, that mm -hmm. we're seeing all the time, you know? There's got to be a bad guy, you know? It's, it's Yeah, because Trump. it's it's kind of absurd how the uh, when they invent some charge or, or, for example, they look for something that the man did like 50 years ago. He went to the bathroom and he farted real loudly and everyone outside heard him. Oh, my God, that is terrible. We'll have to take that to the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the effort of inventing charges that are beyond, it's, it, it just goes to show you, you're running out of uh, uh, ammunition. You know, you're oh, just... completely. <laughs> I mean, it's just desperation, you know. And, um, you know, somebody in a tweet said, you know, it's interesting that all the people closest to Trump, like Nunes and um, Grinnell and everybody, and Trump himself, you know, they're walking around quite relaxed and cheerful and everything else. It's like, if that isn't an indication that everything is under control, then I don't know what is, you know? Yeah. You know, because they were losing. They wouldn't be doing thing this if they weren't losing, and they've lost. Let, let me. Let, I was reading. I was looking at the dark journalist. He did a two-hour. Uh, he puts out these things every week. I don't know what his schedule is now, but it was about um, Robert Kennedy and Trump and disclosure. And when 
we used the word disclosure. I didn't realize he was referring to disclosure in this of the ET connection. Okay, so one of the things that and it just it falls into what we're talking about here. One of the things that just kind of astounded me was that DeSantis is being backed by Robert Bigelow. Now, let me just read the, the blurb on Wikipedia. Robert Bigelow is an American businessman. He owns the hotel change Budget Suites of America and is the founder of Bigelow Aerospace. In 2011, Forbes estimated his worth to be $700 million. Bigelow has provided financial support for investigations of UFO and parapsychological topics, including the continuation of consciousness after death. And he's DeSantis's number one uh, uh, donator. And according to Dark Journalist, if I heard him correctly, because I had to speed up quickly, I was trying to know what he was talking about, um, he said that Bigelow said that if he had to end up not even having enough money for food, he would still back DeSantis. And he was the, he was the owner of Skywalker Skinwalker Ranch before the guy that owns it now. Um, I thought that was an amazing connection to DeSantis. What's all that about? And the other thing that the dark journalist he talked about a couple of things. One of them is that he is very suspicious about this supposed slow disclosure where the American government is releasing or somebody is, you know, letting the bag out of or the whatever, opening the the Pandora's box. The cat out of the bag. Cat out of the bag, thank you. And, you know, so the the situation is that you've got people out there who are saying, yes, there is ETs. There's this guy that was a whistleblower, supposedly, that talked to all these people. And then, oh, gosh, gosh, it begins with an S. He's very, he's a very awake and aware journalist who got kind of suckered into doing a take look, a look take at this, um, situation with this whistleblower and I saw him on Fox and he basically said look at these these intelligence people people that I you know believe or got the knowledge are telling me yes that we have um, actually over 12 extraterrestrial vehicles and that they are attempting to um, uh, you know build them again back research it uh, retrofit. Ret- no, not retrofit. Well, you know the term. Uh, uh, reverse uh, reverse you, engineer. Reverse, reverse technology en- stuff. Yeah. Reverse engineer. Re- exactly. Yeah. And so, he, can, he can, and it was weird li- listening to him because, like I say, he says a lot of the things that a lot of people on the other side would think are crazy. But I've never, and he was, he was, a, I don't know. All I'm telling you is what they're telling me. And I've got to be open to it because of what what's being said and where. And one of the questions, it was Jesse Walter, Waters, I think he said, asked him, well, did you, did they say anything about the, um, 
dead bodies because the whistleblower also said there was a bunch of dead bodies. And, you know, this guy Schellenberger, Schellenberger, I think is his name, and he said, well, that I'm not going to get into that. I'm just telling you about, you know, are there vehicles or not. So Dark Journalist is saying that he's suspicious of all this, you know, these whistleblowers and everything that's happening because he thinks they, thinks they might be setting up a false flag invasion. But the other, yes. you know, and the other thing that he said was that an interesting situation is occurring because now that the government is coming out and saying, oh, yes, you know, the, the conspiracy people weren't, weren't, weren't crazy after all, the conspiracy people are all jumping on, on board with it. See, we told you, see, we told you, instead of being skeptical about what they're saying and where they're coming from. And in the process, the mass media, you would think that if people are saying, oh, those conspiracy people were right, that you turn to the conspiracy people and say, well, tell us more. But that's not what's happening. It's like they're listening to whistleblowers that are <coughs> are hearing it. They're listening to, you know, substantially accredited alternative news sources, in Schlesinger's case, if that's what his name is, and they're setting up, It's take, they're taking away from the, the, the limelight that should be on the people that really know the story, and they're creating their own narrative regarding the story. And these people are being, you know, pushed to the side. Nobody's listening to them. And he said that he was at the uh, conference they had about uh, contact in the desert, and there was like half the number of people there this year than there had been in in last year, maybe. Um, you mean that's the one where David Wilcock goes to sh- right. do his uh, right. spiel? Right. But I found it really fascinating the way he was looking at it. But... He also turned to um, both Robert Kennedy and Donald Trump, talking in terms of where, what, what have they said? And Robert Kennedy has actually made more than just a passing comment about it. He's, you know, and I don't remember. I don't want to misquote what what Kennedy said, but in the dark journalist's mind, he's saying, you know. This is an indication that, and then Trump, of course, has, has said things that people have kind of ignored regarding that that we know because of the Tesla and John uh, Trump's connection, the uncle. So he thinks that in 2024 that these subjects have got to be brought up for that election because if you don't bring them up, you're running into this concept of maybe you're losing the narrative. Bring it up, talk about it, bring it out in the open and talk about it. Otherwise, the powers that be would be continuing to push this narrative. We don't know what these things are. They can take any one of our our, our weapons down. You know, And this fear thing, fear thing, fear thing that they'll pump into us until... The sky will light up with thousands of ETs and we'll, everybody will go under martial arrest and blah, 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 blah. 
I mean, they're well, getting that is, desperate. Well, that is the race, isn't it? The, who, con he, who controls the narrative controls the world. Exactly. Exactly. And then, and then you get DeSantis thrown in here with Bigelow, <laughs> you know, putting all this money behind him. You go. I mean, it's it's like. The, Are you saying that's a good or a bad thing? I have no idea. I you know I'm just bringing it up. I mean, I don't. I don't. Is, is the is the jury still out on this man, DeSantis, whether he's trustworthy or he's a black hat or a cabal plant, or I, is that still floating in the air? Nobody I think, knows. I think there are a lot of people that have got serious um, reservations about him since he started to move towards putting his hat in the ring for the presidential nomination. That would be me. Because of who's supporting him. And, you know, there are things coming out about, you know, he's he's kind of appeared like Mr. Squeaky Clean as governor in terms of all the policies that he's implemented in in recent times. But people have been digging into earlier positions which aren't in alignment with what he's trying to present now. So the question is, is he doing another rhino stance of trying to make it look like, you know, he's all for the people, but actually he's supported by the same people that support Romney and, you know, McCarthy, because McCarthy, of course, he got kind of... Um, is he of the original DeSantis? Because like Elon, you know, this this no. fellow Elon Musk is not the original Elon Musk. So is this the original He's not DeSantis? the original. Ah, so DeSantis is a, is a, a player. He's been but, replaced. Uh-huh. But I think he's been replaced by the deep state. Well, it certainly seems that way because of, um, you know, all these people that are, are behind him. They're not they're not MAGA people at all. They're not Trump people. Um, they're very much the rhino contingent. And, <clears throat> you know, it's interesting going back to what you're saying about, you know, the UFO stuff and everything. Uh I can't remember where I saw the report, but basically we suddenly got these announcements about this UFO crash in, was it California or Vegas or somewhere? Oh, and, you know, they've got aliens on the ground and everything else. I mean, it, it's rather like this whole move towards Project Bluebeam or something like that. Right at the end of that um, Telegram post that I read of from Benjamin Fulford, I didn't get to read the whole of it. He always puts at the end of his reports um, a bunch of UFO videos, and he, he says, um, here are the latest Project Bluebeam visuals. So, in other words, he's implying that all these UFO sightings are potentially, you know, fraudulent or uh, part of Project Blue Beam, Blue Beam. And then at the end of his post, he says, finally, as far as comments about the UFO videos posted at the end of the reports are concerned, 
This is done because countless trillions of dollars have been spent over decades to prepare for some sort of alien event, fake or not. And we think it is important people are made aware of this. And, you know, it's right what you were saying, Nancy, that this has been a, a coordinated um, propaganda um, agenda to put people in fear of aliens. You know, it's like Independence Day and it's like aliens and all these other quasi horror movies about, you know, we're going to be taken over by all these malevolent aliens when actually, you know, what what on the spiritual side was saying, shit, we've got all these star seeds, we've got all these benevolent um, ETs, the Pleiadians, the, the, you know, you name it, they're out there and they're actually supporting this whole ascension process. But of course, the cabal, the deep state, they don't want us to have that view of things. They want us to have the idea that, you know, the end of the world is coming if the aliens land on the planet or just blow it up like they did in Independence Day. Okay, let me it's interrupt. Just, let me interrupt you because you're talking. I think it was at Las Vegas, but in the regards to Bluebeam. Now, uh, Mark Steele has come out and said. This concept that you're going to be able to show these things coming in with a Blu-ray uh, false flag, it just can't happen. And that's because to make the blue beam, I'm sorry, the blue beam is uh, based on, you know, you know those things where you see a holographic image that, of a shark that's just swimming around in front of you? You have to be in a particular, uh, like you have to be in a room, all right, because... To be able to see it in 360 degrees, you have to have the image being projected from 360 degrees around you. So that's why Mark is saying this can't happen. If you were to try to show something, it would only you would only see it from the angle that they wanted the image to come into the camera or into the view of people. So when you see this uh, media, it looks like a meteorite, and it's ob- it's it's interesting. It's kind of the same color, not quite, of the uh, the pla- uh, plasma ball that went into Corellia in twenty twenty and uh, twenty not twenty twenty. Um, so, and I'm looking at this thing, and I'm I'm realizing, okay, you got a camera that is picking up this image. But you don't have anybody else actually with any video that I have seen of the same thing from someplace else, okay? So you see it in one place. Now you get these people that say that the thing crashed in their backyard. And out of it came creatures that were 7, 8 feet, 9 feet, maybe 10 feet tall. And they they kind of were spindly and gray-green. You know, I mean, the the whole thing is one of the, uh, what I I understand to be like uh, an insectoid kind of a figure, okay? And supposedly, there was nobody that pulled out a camera. It's not on camera, but every one of the people that was involved in seeing this absolutely believed what they saw. Because the interviewing, the story was based on what the cops were saying. 
not they didn't interview the people they were interviewing the cops that had interviewed the people and those cops one of them one of them what was it he they were driving up to this thing and he'd already heard the reports and stuff and he was like i don't know i'm kind of freaked out about doing this it was on the the voice thing and then another one said another time another either the same guy or one one of the two um, they didn't want to go back. They turned around and they said to the people, "If you see these these beings again, please don't call us." <laughs> right? And so then they had a, a a drone, or I don't know what it was, but it was like from up above, a picture of that backyard. And as you were talking, I thought, "Wow, that's that's like in a courtyard. There are buildings all around it." They could have targeted these people and actually done a small blue beam version of it. So that's why they were absolutely in belief of what they had seen that would make the police officers kind of freak out. And it was it was blue beam, you know, in a controlled environment. So what we need to do is we need to keep ourselves aware of these kind of like singular events where people are swearing that the, a number of people are swearing they saw the same thing and analyze well how many of you and where were you and what's the structures around you are you in a in a box that blue beam could work in i just think it's a interesting concept well it, it reminds me of that scenario with the pope you know where yes there was the cgi and <clears throat> when he turned he kind of disappeared yeah. So I think, you know, they can use that CGI in certain scenarios where it, maybe it doesn't even have to be enclosed. I don't know the the technicalities of the technology. No, it has to be it has to be specifically in places so that they can cut the continuity of the image. And in the Pope's case, what happened was that everything was being projected so that the people right in front of the building we're seeing the Pope. It's when he turned and went inside, outside of the the beam, so to speak, that it, it disappeared. And the only reason we even saw that was because the video that got out there that showed that was being taken from a different angle than... It was weird. I can't remember the details of it now, but there was an angle difference. So, but we've seen a lot of examples of CGI being used with Biden. You know, you've got these him um, supposedly talking to the press, where his hand goes through the the um, image of the microphone and things like that, and that isn't that is in like an open space. So, as I say, I don't, I'm not familiar with all the technical details of how you can use and where you can use CGI. But, I mean, let's face it, the technology that they've got is way, 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 way far in, um, in excess of what we are aware of. I mean, they're decades ahead in terms of the technology they've got. I don't think we even know what they're capable of technology-wise because it's it's been so, um, you know, we've been, it's been hidden from us. Well, the Navy has already gone to other solar systems. What do you think? Do you think they're, they're a little bit more advanced than the rest of us? 
If, if yeah, they can do that, then I don't doubt the it. <laughs> yeah, a secret space program, you know, the dark, the dark, um, the black projects, everything else, what they've done in the, in the dumps to even create those. I mean, good grief. You know, we're, we're, in a way, we're trying to judge what's possible against what technology has been revealed to us. And the, you know, there are so many possibilities that are outside what we could even conceive of, I believe. Yes, we're in a very strange place. <laughs> a very strange place. I have some things to share about. Good. About UFOs and, and when we come back from break, maybe I, I can get a chance to share what I've experienced. You can't do it in four minutes, so you want to wait until the top of the hour or after the break? Is that what you want to do? Yes, please. Okay, well, let's just play... Uh, let's see what it will do here. Um, let's do Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Let's take a moment to thank the people who make intergalactic distribution of this show possible. Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Yes, folks, Mystical Wares is where the Jedi Knights shop when they have their annual field trip to planet Earth. After annihilating battalions of stormtroopers and blowing up the Death Star, they deserve an all-out shopping spree, and their supplier of choice is Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington, an oasis of light in an otherwise dark universe. I spoke to Master Yoda the other day and asked him where he buys his shungite. He replied, Tell you I will, and not belabor. Mystical wares. I also pick up spare parts for my light saber. So there you have it, folks. If it's good enough for Master Yoda and the Jedi elite, it's certainly good enough for the rest of us. Mystical wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. I am Ani, mad as the day is long, Avedisian. This was Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Until we meet again, my darlings, get involved in local politics, learn to identify the dirty tricks within the Matrix, and above all, let the spirit inhabit the human. And welcome back to the Say What Show. It's June 10th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and Jan Shaw. So, um, okay, Dolly, I'm going to just toss it over to you. You're going to tell us about your UFO experiences. Yes. Well, no, I might tell you a story. Um, remember when I told you all that Russell and I we're sitting out in the backyard watching over to the east, like over the ocean. The sky was light, lighting up like there was a battle above the clouds. The shooting back and forth, you could see the, the lighting from it. Well, this week, this is Saturday, right? Oh, it doesn't matter. A few days ago, the thunder which 
the only way I can describe it is thunder, but it really wasn't like thunder. It was a, a different type of noise, of of thunder-type noise. It kept going off and going off. And, uh, it, and, and it would go off from one place to over to another place, and it would do a volley like that. And so I sat here thinking, hmm, is that another battle up in our skies? Well, Annette came home last night. She and Russell went to the movie, and they witnessed that the clouds that are flat on the bottom and they're curved on the top, they look like a a UFO. Well, they saw lots of those up in the sky. And so I asked Annette, well, were they stationary or did they move or what were they doing? She said, well, I want to say they were stationary, but yet evidently some of them were were moving. Um, and I was tying that back with, we must be having UFOs in our skies. We live right down the road from Kennedy, uh, Cape Kennedy, Cape Kennedy. Cape Cape Canaveral. It used to be Kennedy, but they moved back to Canaveral. It is called both at this point in time. That's why I get confused, because it's called both. Well, we live right down the road from there. And between them and us sits Patrick Air Force Base, and they have changed their name to Patrick Space Center, something like that. And uh, I'm thinking that because of that situation, oh, and there's so many pieces that I'm trying, and I'm trying to put them together. They have been trying to launch a missile for the first time this missile has been launched, and they've been trying to do it, but they haven't been able to because right at the time they're supposed to launch it, and it's been in the daytime, it's been at night, all of a sudden we get these uh, rain, torrential rains. The sky gets black and the wind picks up and we get the torrential. Rains, and so they're going to try this again on Monday because they were going to do it Thursday and Friday or Friday and Saturday, but they couldn't because of these the rain stuff appearing and the wind. So I'm wondering what is really on that spaceship that they're sending up, and I have not heard where they're sending it, but that could just be I haven't heard it. Um, could you ask the posse? Or Dave? Uh, I've asked Dave, but he he wouldn't answer me. I can try to ask again. Clear. Thank you, God. 
Um, they. Oh. Well, they're anxious to talk. Dave says that what Russell and Annette were witnessing, yes, it is spaceships. Well, are they our spaceships or are they uh, spaceships from a different place? Oh, this is interesting. He's saying the ones Annette and Russell saw they are combination of ours and other places. They're working together, and uh, the ones from not from here are trying to teach the, our pilots of the spaceships how to maneuver the ships because they've been. Let that word y'all were trying to say not retrofitted they've been back engineered so our people need to be taught and they're also they have the the people from other places are on ours that have been back engineered trying to make sure now that they're in the air that they are running correctly. Everything is where it should be in order to make the ships run correctly. And uh, and that's why even Tucker and Jesse are pushing UFOs. Now there's going to be a UFO play, uh, what do you, um, a pretend thing that waves in the air, <laughs> the, the F and the F. Um, so we aren't, he says, don't get all excited about it. It's all okay. It will be happening, and they are trying to push it right now. Um Even Tucker, Dave? Yes, but it's for a good reason. This is going on for a good reason, so don't get too excited about it. Um, just, just think, oh yeah, that's okay, that's supposed to be happening. Um, so, I'm trying to tie all these different things together that that we've seen. I've witnessed, like for 20 minutes to a half hour, the the recent one with the, what I call thunder going back and forth, and and the, what Russell and I saw the lights. See, I didn't go out and look at the thunder. I couldn't get um, get out there. Um, and it was at nighttime, but the lights that Russell and I were sitting out there witnessing that went on for hours, literally, that looked like a battle to us above the clouds. <clears throat> Could I so ask I'm a question? Yeah. Um, I'm curious to know what this, there was this uh, report about this huge um, bang above DC and it uh, supposedly it was it even spread out to other states 
which supposedly was a a, a, a military plane going into um, uh, supersonic speed. And it's like over England, we had the – oh, shit. What was the name of the plane? We we had the supersonic plane that would go into uh, break the sound barrier, basically. Um, the Concorde, it would break the sound barrier, and you might hear a sonic boom. But they were talking about shaking the ground, and, I mean, the level at which they were saying this so-called sonic boom was affecting places. It's like this is nothing like what – a sonic boom does i mean i think the uk was the only one who that had um a commercial supersonic airplane in concord it's, so my question is you know is was this something completely different i was very suspicious about that being labeled Jan, as just Jan, a sonic it was, boom. no this was an altitude thing the sonic booms that you were the concord had to go in and out at uh at high altitude so the the thing is is way away from you when it hits this was a low level it was a, a jet fighter that had been sent out to intercept a commercial well it wasn't a commercial plane it was a private plane jet that had gone past where it was supposed to land then turned around and they got some uh some jets up there to take a look at it and it looked like the pilot was incapacitated and but that wasn't that in itself a weird story that they fab they well put yeah but the- yeah yeah you know you can't say conspiracy and everything because these things oh, I can. <laughs> <laughs> because these these particular planes have been known to there was a golfer whose plane just kept flying and flying until it crashed because it ran ran out of uh, fuel and they found out they were all dead in the cockpit or in the plane because of a uh, a problem with either not enough oxygen or something else happened some kind of a but that no they that they that thing has not shown any kind of other than you know a, a very tragic uh, experience for the people on board it was a, I was just suspicious because the story was changing and changing and changing well, and that's, changing. Well, yeah. No, no. I've looked at it, and, and the sonic boom thing is, no. I used to live right where the Concorde had to uh, land and take off here in, in, well, not here, here in the States, but it was in the D.C. area. And um, so I'm very familiar because it was fascinating to see this mama come in. Ooh, God, she was beautiful. I was right. Interesting that considering, you know, this is going back to the technology thing. You know, if there was the technology to be able to develop that, why the hell did it get dropped? A bit like, well, we landed on the moon, didn't we? And then nothing. (laughs) You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But anyway, I was just wondering if um, there was any input from Dolly's tribe Dolly's well, I'm sorry to jump in I, I'm sorry to jump in on Dolly but I knew the answer to that so um, Dolly continue with your story there whatever you were do you remember where you were so Dave was telling us yeah Dave was telling us about uh, the spaceships and he's confirming yes it's because they've turned Patrick Air Force Base into space stuff 
So, uh, and he says, not all of these things are kept on land. There's a base underwater in the Atlantic that they're using. So that's why we're not seeing them so much on land. They're they're going to their base in the water. I didn't even think of that. Now that's very interesting. There are people that me. think there's a base on the Pacific side as well. Going, in. he says, there's bases everywhere. Mm. Everywhere in mountains, uh, under the water. Uh, hey, they what? have places in outer space where they stay. Do they? Well, he. I don't know that he will, but I'm going to ask anyway. Dave, can you uh, confirm that Skinwalker Ranch has some kind of uh, ET or some kind yes. of? Okay. He's all excited about it. Yeah, he says there's a lot of stuff going on at Skinwalker Ranch. They don't want these guys to find out, but they're going to let them find out a little bit. Uh, but they aren't going to to find out everything he says there is so much going on there it would make your head turn uh, swivel um yes there's a lot going on but not only just skinwalker because now they've go- they're going out to different places the frog place yeah no it's close no. to skinwalker well there, yeah there's going on there too no this uh, one this one was a different place that i hadn't heard about before um and it was I'm trying to think of what state it was. But these guys went out there, and they supposedly had paranormal activity happening. And same thing, they got the same readings that they were getting at Skywalker, uh, you know, the electromagnetic profile of that particular frequency, and other things. So it's expanded now. And it's all true, yes, I guess it is, right? Yes, you're going to see a lot of stuff happening now. Because things are starting to move faster. We've also uh, more got... More people are waking up, and therefore uh, they're trying to uh, pull the screen away slowly, to thin, thin the screen out slowly, because the more people who see and accept this stuff, the faster we'll get to where we're headed. And we're going to see a lot of that stuff now. Uh, there will be more TV shows like Skinwalker Ranch with different type of information for us. It also brings in the paranormal, what we call the paranormal, with uh, other beings being seen now. Uh, there's going to be a lot of that happening, too. People's eyes are starting to open. They're going to be able to see this stuff that has we haven't been able to see before. He said, exciting times are ahead. Don't get all wrapped up in this political crap. Uh, uh, look here because Biden's mafia is doing the same thing that that they're trying to accuse Trump for, plus. Biden's mafia is bad, 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 bad. They're having trouble taking them down. Uh, they're working really hard on taking them down. But they're, they're planted pretty deep. That's part of the slow up, the slow down. Oh, no, that's part of what is 
keeping us back from forward momentum. Uh, hmm. yeah. So what about places like SETI Ranch? Because that, that claims, you know, they're having um, encounters with ETs. And I know somebody, well, I know of somebody in the um, in Colorado near Pagosa who actually calls in ETs over the lake at Pagosa Springs. And um, so is is this something that's happening across the country? We've also had this um, wonderful crop circle appear on the 7th of June near Glastonbury again in the UK. I mean, it always amazes me how Glastonbury or that area in southern England is an absolute focal point for uh, crop circles. We've had this, um, it's it's a sunflower-shaped crop circle, as, as plain as the nose on your face. And I actually looked up the symbolism of the sunflower and it, it symbolizes faith and adoration for all that is the true faith and loyalty to something that is bigger and brighter than themselves in esoteric christianity the sunflower is a symbol of god's love it relates to self-respect which means being authentic and embracing your own individuality. And, you know, it makes you wonder, it makes one wonder whether this kind of increase of the the bringing into consciousness of these extraterrestrial phenomena is is with the intention of waking people up to a much bigger perspective on the universe, life, the universe, and everything. So, is there a question in there? <laughs> yeah, I was waiting. What's the question? <laughs> that is, it isn't a. It isn't a question. It's more of an observation. That you know what what you're talking about in terms of ETs and what they're saying are appearing in terms of you know um, extraterrestrial crafts that. That the um, the uh, people are observing these much more. It's okay, so, really okay, about the okay. expansion of consciousness to uh, right. Understand. So, so, so the question today, because we're talking to Dave right here, and I want I want so all of these things are tied together, Dave, um, in 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 an attempt to make people aware and. Do we have now, or I should ask two questions. All right, two questions. Either one you can answer. So there's two disclosures. We've got the one from the cabal that's saying, oh, these people are out there and we don't know what they are and they're a great threat. And at the same time, we're digging up technological uh, devices that will indicate, you know, the connection to the ETs for eons. That's kind of convoluted, Dolly, but can Dave comment on any of it? What was the question part? Is there two disclosures? Oh, that, two disclosures. Yeah, two two disclosures for different purposes. One to create fear and one to create awakeness. Is it a race of disclosure now? They are not trying to scare people. They're, the 
The good guys are not trying to scare people. The deep state, the evil, the, the evil is trying any means possible to them to definitely scare people. So if you see something that scares you, take a step back and ask to your guides, is this really a scary situation? Oh, Dave says, you don't even have to do that, really. If you're protected uh, against this evil stuff, it's not going to hurt you, period. But there, there is disclosure things Well, by the, the good guys trying to help us all. There is not disclosures, but scare tactics being done by the Satan people, beings, uh, that's trying to scare us and frighten us into uh, going back into our shells. Uh, and... We're going to be seeing a lot of disclosures, a lot, lot, lot of disclosures. I can't emphasize it enough. So can I just go back, you know, Nancy, you said, is there a question here? And I was still in the process of processing. My question is, given the level of exposure that we're starting to see now in terms of people's observations plus this this whole stuff that they're trying to bring into the mainstream and the timing of this uh, particular crop circle is this a reassurance of people for people that we're talking about benevolence from any extraterrestrial um manifestation that is what the crop circles have been about since they started doing them is trying to talk with to tell the people you're okay there's other people out here looking out for you and some of them are so um complex it's very difficult to interpret the actual meaning but when i saw this one it was so obviously a sunflower it was probably one of the most obvious in terms of interpretation that I've ever seen. It was very simple. He Absolutely says you were beautiful. in the right state of mind to see what was meant. Ah. <laughs> it was you were in the right state of mind. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> Definitely. But um, he, there really anxious, not anxious, excited over the fact that the things, a lot of things that they've been, that have been presented to us, a lot of people are awake enough to see them. And they're excited about the fact that Hey, hey, yes, I got I got knocked off the internet. I had a, an electric thing happen. It should come back in a little bit, but can you please connect to the station? And then you guys just go on with the show. And that's what they were excited about. 
Excellent. Okay, now rest, Dolly, because I know you need to rest. I'd like to share a couple of things, if you don't mind. Um, I'm getting a lot of fuzziness in the background. I don't know what what's going on here, but um, can everybody hear me? Yes. Yeah, can, can you hear? Fine. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. I can yes. I? Yeah. All right. Now I'm yeah. not sure that you you seem to be connected, but I wasn't getting you over the uh, over the the radio uh, uh, my phone. Let me just see. I could hear you, but I couldn't hear anybody else. Do you have the? But uh, I'm, do you I'm have hearing a lot of background noise. Ah, oh, that's better. It's gone now. I think. No, well, it's bad. Uh, all right. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, I'm gonna disconnect disconnect. Yeah, Wait a minute. Hold on. No, there's something wrong. I hear the fuzz. Okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna fuzz. we're gonna completely disconnect here. I'm gonna take over the station, Walt. All right. Okay. So so um, disconnect yourself from the station. Okay. Tell me you've disconnected. I am now disconnected. Okay, and I'm gonna stop this Skype call. You all get out of the Skype call so we can reset that. Start call. Bringing the group, waiting for the others. Are you guys Hello? here? Here? Hello? Hello? I am, but I still hear the buzz, Nancy. All right, just give me the, Jan. Are you here? Walt. I'm here. Jan's not. Yeah, here. I'm here. Okay. I'm just here background fuss as well. All right, I'm going to mute myself, and we'll see if it goes away. Let me know if it goes away. Yes. 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 Okay, so go on with this conversation you were having. I'm muting myself. Much along these same lines in terms of the esoteric and everything. And this is something that um, Starfire Tour has been sharing, and she's had to go under a pseudonym because she was blocked from Facebook for all the stuff she does and she 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 works very much on um the human resonance and the core matrix and timeline shifts and everything else and there's been a series of posts from her about what she's been seeing in the human resonance and this was from yesterday june 9th today's human resonance chart shows day four of angels amassing on earth it began on june 6 with a timeline reboot associated with a human created nuke disaster it was the fifth reboot based on the same problem in 10 days then came the human residence chart image of a warrior angel sword followed by what you see in today's chart now um the following day, she actually saw what looked in the Schumann resonance chart as angel wings, which was amazing. And so she's talking about today being the ninth um, earth energy showing the amassing of angels in concert with broad white zone timeline edits. They are here to nurture the recently reclaimed proper matrix 
after thousands of years of Earth existing in a false matrix. Angels will not do a human's work in place of humans. So I think what they're saying is we've got a, a host of support in terms of what's happening on the planet that, you know, we're awakening to what needs to be done. And, um, you know, it's up to us to basically be the the manifestors of the change that is needed to happen from this false matrix. And then somebody commented, I keep finding feathers and floating down around me. And I've noticed when I've walked Keisha in the park, I have seen many, and they're very small, very white, fluffy angel feathers as well. And those are very significant. And the reason I say that is this is going back quite a few years to probably 2015 when my ex and I were on this um, road trip so I could deliver my um, workshop. And we were in an RV park because we we went on the road trip with my trailer. We were in an RV park walking the two dogs we had then. And out of nowhere, literally nowhere, this white feather floated down out of the sky and landed in front of me. And, you know, I happened to say, oh, look, an angel feather. And that night... In the trailer next to me was a gay couple, and one of the the guys actually died in the night. And it was like, wow, this is you know, this is significant that angel feather. So I've always had this uh, feeling that angel feathers, when you pay attention to them, are really significant. And then I'd like to share something that came into my timeline today on Facebook, if you don't mind. And this is saying June 11th, 2023 is a gateway. And this is from, and it's somebody I'm not familiar with, um, grandmachandra.com. And It says, June 11th, 2023 is a gateway. Each of you will be choosing where you will be going. It's like a fork in the road, but for different timelines, different vibrations and different heights on this timeline. This day is essential for making the highest potential choices. Grab this opportunity and leave behind everything that doesn't serve you anymore. You can fly up very far and very fast, or you can go at a habitual pace if you so choose. It's like a trampoline. You can jump very high, average height, or just walk around the trampoline and continue on your path. You're so good at thinking about things. You're so good at planning things and hoping that everything will go according to your plan. Forget it. There will be opportunities that you just need to jump on. You need to do the work releasing everything that doesn't serve you anymore before June 11th, because the lighter you are, the higher you can jump. Release all unforgiven things, all unnecessary relationships, 
all stereotypes and 3D beliefs. All this needs to go away because what you are stepping into is so much bigger, so much wider, so much more expansive than whatever we have ever lived as human beings. This moment of choice is big, not only for individuals and groups, but big for humanity as a whole. Humanity is actually choosing its way. With all the teaching that was done for you, all the nurturing, you are coming to your final point. You are ready, moving forward, and that is the way and the speed that you want to go as a whole to the oneness of humanity. You will be much more connected and on an energetic level as individuals to each other and to the whole after this gateway. And because of that, we can make this huge jump. You don't have to wait for a response because you immediately feel the response in your light bodies. You don't have to wait for the others because you will know the answer to your questions. This is a great gift that you deserve, have earned and a great tool that can be used in going forward. And it just seemed to me that it was very synchronous with what um, Starfire Tor was saying in terms of the human resonance. So. Okay, let me jump in here because talk about synchronicity. <clears throat> Gee, I think it was two days ago. Derek sends me a video, and he's got this brand new meter for electromagnetic readings and it's got uh, a round like a ball as the antenna because it's actually seeing in, in 360 degrees most of them are pinpointed they you know you it's a different it's a, just a stick type of thing compared to a ball so he's got this and he's walking up to a lights uh the you know where you plug in the socket thing it, which is, I'm telling you, I've told you forever, that it always is emitting an electromagnetic wave, whether there's anything plugged into it or not. So he's reading this, and it's, fair, well, it was in the danger zone, the beeper was going off. And so he picks up a piece of shungite, just a regular pebble of shungite, and he brought it towards the meter, not in front of the meter, because it doesn't, it's a 360, it's not a pinpoint thing. But he didn't even get it in front of it. It was coming from behind it. And all of a sudden, the the meter started dropping until it zeroed out. And he sends this to me, and he said, Now what? Because we've had this seemingly changes in the shungite. Because shungite doesn't do that. It reverses the spin of the... Uh, the signal it has nothing to do with lowering it if it did you wouldn't be able to talk on your phones that's not shungite so we he put himself through a few other examples of it and then he went oh my god this is me it's not the shungite at all so it was him then then we put the shungite down and started measuring his his effect on a meter now understand this is an incredibly powerful meter because it's reading in 360 degrees. And the closer he got to it with his hand, the you, he could control, the, the signal would go down as he got closer to it. So we were like, okay, if he's putting out an electromagnetic field that is far surpassing the electromagnetic field in, the, in this environment, why wouldn't it increase instead of decrease? So Derek says to me, oh, 
you gotta show this to Walt. Go ask Walt what's happening. <laughs> so I get a hold of Walt, and he immediately jumped on it. And what he said was that it's be, it's it's zeroing out because the he c- it can't read how high the measurements actually are. And he said that during the uh, beginning of space, when they were trying to figure out the radiation in in outer space. They got to a certain point, and all of a sudden it was zero. So they thought there was no radiation until they realized that there was so much radiation, the electronic devices, you know, went to default zero. And um, so I'm telling you this whole story because, to me, this was a major indication of what you just said, Jan. It's proof. It's physical proof. We measured it. He measured it. Derek is not unique, but Derek is like a pathfinder. He's going through these changes, these incredibly, you know, uh, just intense changes very quickly. And the rest of us, because he's out there showing us that we can all do this, are rapidly picking up on it. You know, oh, well, we can measure it. He was so, he was putting out so much more energy than the environment that he was zeroing out and this this device was designed to read very high levels of electromagnetic energy like you know the stuff that's going to kill you so um yeah i just think that that was a, and again it only happened a couple of days ago and then Tar- starfire comes out with her report and we've got a human being and there's probably a lot of people out there that are doing the same thing it's just like everything else. We have internet radio capability of communicating this to people who might be going through the same things or something similar. So there is concrete proof that what we're talking about, what you're talking about, what they're talking about in that article is true. We're going through massive, massive changes at the 3D level, never seen before. So I'll throw it back to you. Or any, did, did, Walt, did you want to say something about that? I, I kind of ran through it for time reasons. I was curious <clears throat> if you, uh, after you hung up with me, if you were able to ask uh, Derek to do those tests that I suggested where he could he can control the, the size and thickness of his aura. So by doing that, it would, it would show changes in the meter. He can make the aura to be paper thin around his body, or he can make it huge, and all those changes would be picked up by this device. I sent him the information. I gave him the information, but remember, he was opening up the store at the time. Okay. And, you know, he's probably off on some other venture. I haven't talked to him. (laughs) But, uh, no, uh, I agree with you that we need to look into this, and we need to record it. We need to show it. I mean, I've got video that, you know, you I sent to you, but, you know, really get... Because this is... More and more we're seeing changes that are... Uh, even even before that, last week, it was the seeming magnetism, for lack of another word, but the attractiveness between shungite that's been sitting in an organ, organ, organite device field. You know, and the changes that it went through. There's so much happening in the area of enterology that is uh, just really exciting. Just well, little, little by little, we're going back to where we were uh, 
and the times of Lemuria and Atlantis where we didn't bother with something primitive like electricity. They used crystal energy. Right. They didn't, they didn't have that. So we are the, we're the cavemen compared to them. Exactly. <laughs> so we're, we're going back. Exactly. <laughs> but that's because that power has been suppressed, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. my my approach is, um, you know, in, I mean, certainly my recent circumstances in, in terms of the move and everything is just not to resist. And I think that's the thing, that if you don't resist, you allow yourself to go with the, I mean, it's a bit of a cliche now, go with the flow. But if you go with the flow of what you feel you're guided to do, it's really about tapping into that intuition and saying, okay, I really feel I'm guided to do this and having a heightened awareness as to, you know, in the steps that you need to take to get you from where you are to where you feel you're meant to be. Are you getting resistance or are you getting synchronicity and are you getting support? And I think that's the point is having that kind of essence of relaxation, no resistance. Um, and that doesn't mean, you know, you're not aware of what the options are. You are you are making very conscious choices that say, yes, this is the direction I feel that I'm meant to be going in and I'm being supported in that. I mean, if you're not, if you're not in discernment, you could be, you could allow yourself to be taken down completely the wrong path. Don't get me wrong. But when you tuned into that connection, you are going to be led down the path that is, is meant for the next steps, not, not, you know, literally in terms of what your mission is. That's that's the way I approach it. I mean, I've been on that path for years. And it's like sometimes, oh, my God, really? Are you kidding me? But, so above all things, no fear. That's yeah. the only thing that will keep you down. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was the core thing. You know, I've talked about my experience with my absolute hard horse who is uh, Pegasus and, you know, whatever, Unicorn, who is up there and is always with me, as I've been told many times. He taught me about the nature of fear and how to overcome it. That is absolutely fundamental to everything. You know, when you don't have fear, you can't be controlled and you can actually truly follow the path that you're meant to follow. Speaking of a unicorn, have any of you seen that video with the unicorn in the park there in Great Britain? In the field, I should say it was like a meadow, like a farm field. Nobody? No. Well, Is that the one that's like a... Where the the uh, field it's kind of like a like very like a soft hill. It was like like a thing going up, and yeah. whoever's looking it's, it's looking from a distance. Yes. Oh yeah, I have seen that. Uh huh. And it's a white unicorn. Yeah. It and I'd seen it when it first came out, which was years ago, 
but for some reason it came up again and I, again I think it was on TV by this time instead of the internet but I'm looking at it and I'm thinking about it and it was like oh my god what an, a magical event that was because the guy's filming it and he's like oh is that a unicorn is that a unicorn yeah I mean he was so excited and what happened was his I guess a roommate there they ran down to go to the pasture to see if they could see it in the you know closer and by the time they got there it had disappeared and of course it disappeared because you changed your electromagnetic energy when in that apartment it's like when you see these things sometimes that does happen you can run down the three flights of stairs as I did and then see a UFO not because I saw it inside the building but because I felt it was outside the building you know, and I got another flicker, so I hope I didn't lose you guys. Are you still there? Uh, we, yeah, I can hear you. We're getting a lot of background noise from All you, right. though, okay. I have to say. I'd um, forgotten about that. I mean, my, my, my Andalusian horse, which was my um, absolute tutor when it came to my spiritual awakening, you know, he was, he was a white horse, and he had this point on his forehead which was almost like an indentation that would have been his unicorn horn and I've had experiences with people taking me up to I mean one of them was amazing taken up to the 12th dimension in a um a session and person who was doing it was absolutely astounded because what happened was a uni came came in and was actually touching me with the unicorn horn and you know I've always had this affinity with horses and this particular horse as I say was so instrumental in my spiritual awakening very much a pegasus energy and you know there's there's a a book that i got which was written by a very um a very um alternative horseman shall we say which was about the different characteristics of the horse and mine was the unicorn characteristic so you know i i consider that to be incredibly magical in terms of that was the catalyst for who I am today and and the journey that I've been on I mean there's no other so that sounds like it. it's your next your next place to be with horses in England I don't think so I think I've been through it no <laughs> I no I I've been through that 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 is you know i've thought about this for quite some time and i've got to the point of saying that period in my life which spanned decades because i was on that path with horses right from being very very young and the culmination was the experience with that horse i don't need to be with horses anymore wow. i can't replicate that that was a relationship that went beyond anything. So, I, you know, I did after that train Arabians at the ranch in Texas, and that was a very, very significant thing for me because I, I actually gave love to these horses that hadn't 
experienced it. They were treated like objects in this very, you know, very ornamental place. Um, but no, I've, I've done that. I can't replicate that. I've gone beyond that. My focus is elsewhere, but it's it's continuing the essence of what I learned from that that's important, if that makes sense. Yeah. Dolly, did you have anything else you wanted to, to say? We're down in the last four minutes here. No, I can save what I have for next next show did you want me to say something I can say something go ahead say something oh I'm all excited because we finally got dates for the uh, the tile floors to be laid in our house in living room dining room hallway and kitchen all the same tile and it's going to take them five days so we rented a, a house from Becca Back, uh, B-A-C-A-S-A. And it's a four-bedroom, two-bath house with a fully fenced-in wooden fence yard. And it's beautiful. And that's where we're going to stay for those five days. So I'm calling that my vacation. And um, then on July 1st, after they get the floor laid, uh, the 30th, we'll, we'll get to move back home. July 1st, they're delivering our new furniture. I'm all excited. That's it. I'm done. Thank you for letting me share. No, that's very cool because I'm also painting and refurbishing my house a little bit at a time, but I'm doing the same thing. So I think it's a good indication that we feel there is a future. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be different. It's new. Yeah. 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 Jan, you want to say something? Jan? Sorry, I was muted. Just want to say goodbye to everybody. I've managed to stay up till 1 a.m., so that's something to celebrate. And uh, It's been lovely to back, be back with who I consider to me my real heartfelt family. So um, thank you all. Happy Sunday for you, Janet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you're already in the 11th day. You're going to have to make that de- decision today. Where are you going to go? <laughs> True. You know, as you were clicking off the things that were required, I said, well, we've already done all that, so we're good to absolutely. go. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. So you want to say good night? I did. Yeah. It's Walt's turn. Oh, okay. Walt. Thank you very much for having me here tonight. I really enjoyed the time, and I was very happy to see Janet, despite the effort that she makes with her time. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everyone. Well, I know that I wanted you guys to speak a little longer because I don't sound good today because of the electric power. So sounds like you're in the middle of a hurricane. Mm, it does or a rainstorm? Are you? Yeah, there's a. It's raining. It's it's carrying on out there. And um, now that I've got the porch roof on it, which is plastic instead of nothing, it reverbs into the house more. That's why oh. it wakes it wakes me up if it gets to a certain volume of sound. You know. Oh. <laughs> but 
All right, so um, we'll see you guys live on Tuesday. Everybody have a really good, I guess, weekend, day. Mm -hmm. Remember the 11th, make the decision. Well, you've already made the decision. You wouldn't be listening to us if you hadn't. So, Absolutely. <laughs> right, you know. Appreciate, appreciate you all being here. We'll see you next time. And um, be safe, be blessed. Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs>